It was sometime in 2018, and my mother was visiting me in Chennai, the South Indian city where I was living at the time. And one of her relatives was driving us to a temple about seven hours away. And this temple is not so jokingly referred to as the quote-unquote marriage temple in our circle. It's where people show up to ask God to remove any blocks that might prevent their children from getting married. I rolled my eyes throughout the trip, but I knew it meant a lot to my mother that I go. Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Filling the Sausage, brought to you from students from Mundus Journalism at Aarhus University. I'm Paulina. I am Marta. And I am Sinduri. And today we're going to talk about... <laughs> marriage. Okay, ladies, are any of you secretly married? <laughs> I wow. would have told you, but no, I I'm not. So. <laughs> so this, so it means we're not experts on the subject at all, right? But still, that's not going to stop us from having an opinion. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. And then the question, do you want to get married? No, I don't really see myself married in the future, but let's see what the future has in store for me. <laughs> any, any re- I mean, is it marriage that you're not inclined towards or is it long-term partnership? Uh, no, it's just institution of marriage that I'm not really interested in. Uh, I would like to make my relationships wholly by myself and not through an um, institution or... Um, mm. Yeah, that makes that, sense. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. Yeah, Polly. Mm, I think like right now, I don't have the desire to get married anytime soon, but maybe in the future. Yeah, will you invite us? What will you invite? Yes, of course. course. You're <laughs> all welcome to a traditional Dutch wedding. Oh, <laughs> can't wait to know more about it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid in school, I was saying to one of my classmates, oh, I I don't think I'll get married until I'm really old, like 26. And now I'm 27. Uh That ship has sailed. I come from a very conservative family of uh, Indian Hindu people, (laughs) um, members who believe strongly in the institution of arranged marriage and that too to someone who is from the same caste as you ideally whose horoscope matches with you and from the time I was young my parents told me that's the kind of future you're going to have and they gave me many reasons for it like um, you you just understand each other better and I spoke to my mum about it. Young people you select your partners based on uh, different criteria Mm -hmm. like maybe intellectual capacity uh, their physical relationship and all that. And also, uh, when you are in uh, when you are in a relationship, like you spend two or three or four years together, so you know about your partner everything. So after the marriage, there's nothing exciting. Going to marriage. <laughs> For many years, my family, my relatives, my community have been doing uh, this, and I have seen uh, children having a successful marriage. Parents are happy, and the divorce rate is very low. Mm. So mm. I'm not saying uh, arranged marriage is the best. So even within the South Asian community, my family falls within that conservative spectrum and it took my sister a lot to get married to somebody who didn't belong to the religion, a lot of conversations, arguments, heated words. And 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And how exactly does it work? Like your parents pick someone or you can propose a guy? No, so met? my parents would pick someone through this informal chain where like this auntie's auntie's someone will call and say, hey, there's a boy, he's 28. And then I have received so many like photos and CVs of young oh, men in CV. my email. <laughs> Oh, wow. From the time I turned 22, right? So I graduated college and my mom brought this one proposal. I said no, then another one, another one. And um, I joke about it. I'm like, are you trying? Like, I'm not hiring for a job right now. Why are you sending me these CVs? <laughs> I believe in the idea of love. I believe that religion or culture or even language are not necessarily barriers to building a life with someone. Uh, and your parents themselves, did they get married through an ar arranged marriage? It, kind of. They are from the same community and their horoscopes matched. So <laughs> yeah. it was an arranged marriage. Uh, yeah, interesting to hear about. But for me, it's like, yeah, I can't imagine that my parents would decide with who I would have to marry. Like, it's completely up to you to decide with who you are friends, with who is your mm -hmm. boyfriend, with who you want to marry. But is there a culture of your parents maybe introducing you to someone and saying, hey, I think you would really get along with this person? No. No? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's not like this at all. So I think they would ask sometimes, like, oh, did you already meet someone or blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. But that's mainly yeah. because they want some grandchildren in the future. Oh. But <laughs> they would never, ever introduce me to... Somebody. Someone. Mm. <laughs> no, no. Mm. How yeah. is it in Italy, Martha? Um, I really believe it depends on the family. It can be the family or uh, the part of Italy I come from, uh, because coming from the north, uh, which is said to be like a colder somehow, a more um, nuclear family oriented part of Italy, mm -hmm. uh, maybe we're just a little bit more inward. Okay. than mm -hmm. in the south. I, I think yeah. the difference also is that at least the way it's framed in my culture, it's that, or my family, it's that when you marry, you're not marrying just a person, you're marrying another family, you're gaining a set of parents. It's yeah. yeah, because you even move in with the parents or you move, like... You can. I mean, I know a lot of people who live with their in-laws, like they move into the boy's house. And does it happen the other way around? Rarely. Okay. Really. I have a, a few Muslim friends because I think in the community that they're from, it's matriarchal. So the woman mm. inherits the property. Mm. Then I've seen the man move in. So this thing uh, you're, you're saying about uh, like marrying uh, a group, uh, a family, more than a single individual, uh, actually reminds me of um, Esther Perel. I don't know if you girls know her. Yeah. Uh, she's a, a sex and couple therapist. And uh, she wrote a book. Her first book is about marriage in the contemporary society. And why does sex make babies and babies spell erotic disaster in couples? <laughs> Um, her main point is that uh, we are entering this new era of self-centeredness and self-realization at all costs. And this, of course, re is reflecting on the institution of marriage as well. And she highlights the, the shift from a joint family to a more nuclear um, or mononuclear one. So does it mean that you are actually looking for like one person that suits all your wishes yeah. more than that you're you would do in the past? Yeah, exactly. Her point would be that, um, yeah, once you were like a whole group was taking care of all your needs and all your requests, while now it's just one single one that, um, you know, is taking care of you and is supposed to be the other half of your apple. 
even if she has a really uh, multicultural background, I'm not sure this is a global trend. Uh, but I do believe it really fits the, the Western society. If you uh, stop and think about uh, spending a whole life with the same person, mm. wow, <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. it's a lot. Unless, of course, you switch to the mindset uh, in which like every person keeps changing constantly mm -hmm. and therefore it's like meeting a new person every day. Um, Except you might not like Wednesday's person, <laughs> right? You're like, who is oh this? Gosh. I can marry this. You're person. so blue no. this Monday. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I what this is like slightly off topic. But what really peeves me is when people get married or engaged, and they're like, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is statistically not entirely. That's not statistically guaranteed. Like if the other person dies before you, or you oh. die before them. Oh gosh. Like, you <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it's a beautiful aim, like right? Because it's if you get it's married, not, it's only fifty percent guaranteed. Fifty percent. Because let's say I get married to someone and I say to them, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you, but they die before me. Oh. I can't spend the rest of my life with them. <laughs> Don't take it so you literally, <laughs> <sin, no? laughs> It really It's a beautiful. Me. It's beautiful to aim for um, uh, be together forever, live happily ever after in sickness and health, but then. I believe, like, maybe you shouldn't put that much pressure on one person because it doesn't have yeah. to be perfect all. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like it's just then bound to disappoint yourself, the other mm. person, frustrate you. and Too high expectations. <coughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to take a long time to find that ideal partner, oh, right? Yeah. The and other does it even exist? Yeah. <laughs> Um. Hey, yeah, so then I have a bit of an extreme case mm -hmm. if you talk about uh, individualism. Um, but I read an article about solo marriage. It even oh. has a name. It's mm -hmm. called uh, Sologamy. And <laughs> Vice interviewed a woman called Sophie about what it means, what it means to marry yourself. The wedding was spectacular. I had about 15 bridesmaids all dressed up in different colors and we all processed through the pavilion gardens, dancing to Kendrick Lamar's I Love Myself. So she talks uh, about the pressure of society to get married and that it's not your choice to be, to end up alone. But in her case, she says, yeah, the sologamy to marry myself, it's really about self-love and uh, the commitment to love yourself and to res be responsible for your own happiness, which mm -hmm. I think is, yeah, quite a nice goal to yeah, yeah to aim for. But what I found interesting, so in the articles that I read about it, it's mainly about women who married themselves oh. and not about men. Oh. So I was a bit curious, like, what is your opinion about this? It's mostly me and my female friends um, who are usually straight talking about finding that perfect partner, that love, that uh, men. I mean, like, my male friends haven't really talked to me about it on such maybe philosophical terms. Mm. So I don't know whether it's the diet of rom-coms we have or whether we're told by people that we need to look for this ideal mm. happily yeah. ever after. And then, therefore, when we don't find it in other people, we look inward and decide to give it to ourselves. Wow, that's an interesting solution not to put much responsibility <laughs> on your partner. <laughs> yeah. sure. You're um, just your own apple. Yeah, <laughs> you are the whole apple. I'm a complete apple. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't need, need no other. <laughs> um, I find it personally a bit bizarre, 
but I believe that uh, the thought behind it, like the one of self-love and yeah, somehow believing in that you, not that you don't really need anyone else because like we're social creatures in my opinion and we always need someone else, but just reminding yourself that you're enough could yeah. be nice, I yeah. believe. Um, I looked at some statistics of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Less people uh, get married over the years. Um, mm -hmm. And they also had a statistic about the average age that people get married. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? In the Netherlands, I would say like 29, 30. Mm -hmm. I would say a little bit after, like in maybe in the late 30s. In the really? 30s. Okay. Yeah, okay. Not, not in their 20s anymore. Oh, yeah. So what did you say again? I thought like 30. 30, 29, 30. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is the case for the 1950s. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, you stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah. Men uh, got married around the age of 30 and uh -huh. women got married uh, around the age of 27. Okay. Um, actually, then it declined a bit. So people got married uh, at a younger age in the 1970s. It was for men <coughs> usual to get married around 26 and for women around 23. Uh -huh. But nowadays, so in 2018, um, men, the average age of men to get married, it's 38. What? And for women, 35. What? Yeah, so... Even I was a bit surprised about it, but I talked about it with my boyfriend because I was like, yeah, do you know what I found out? <laughs> so almost 40 years old. And then he said, yeah, perhaps it's because of second marriage. Oh. So people, uh. when they get divorced and they marry again, then, yeah, the average age, it increases, Goes of course. Up. Okay. Yeah. And maybe also, I think you mentioned that it's not uncommon to have children before you get married in yeah. the Netherlands. So yeah. you're not running on this clock no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's um, like usually you get a relationship, then you move in together. You either get married then or you decide to have kids and then you can get married. Yeah. Mm. So and what is and it in next? your country? <laughs> like, uh, is it uh, similar to the Netherlands? Much younger? The average uh, age for men is 34 and for women is 31. Ah. I was like, oh. that's actually way earlier than I was imagining. Um, but way later than my mom imagined. <laughs> <laughs> so at least overall, um, in the Netherlands, less people between 25 and 35 get married. So I would say the millennials. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> the we go. podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. So um, and also, or at least from what I heard around me, that people say you don't need this piece of paper to promise each other that you will be together for the mm. rest of your life. So why do you need the marriage to make it official? I think in... India and Sri Lanka living together before marriage is highly uncommon. It still happens, though. And I think it's really hard to get a landlord to rent his property, his or her property to you. Really? If you're not married. You have to show the piece of paper. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot, still a lot of stigma, at least in the cities that I've lived in. Uh, yeah. How is it in Italy? In Italy, we got the civil unions mm -hmm. and uh, they were legalized just in 2016 <laughs> wow. which is really Only funny three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's three years ago and you guys were like yeah, yeah, in the 90s late, late, it's still like, quite wow. late ah uh, yeah but <laughs> <we're later. laughs> even worse than it <laughs> yeah. uh, so basically of course there was uh, jurisdictional recognition for uh, civil unions before this law but now they're um, 
they're legal and simply signing a contract, uh, you can benefit from uh, basically the same rights as a married couple. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty good, and that's open. That's also open to um, like people of the same sex. Is uh, it yeah. in India, Sri Lanka, even mm-hmm. possible for uh, a couple of the same sex to get married? Um, so l- homosexual um, relationships of a sexual nature were until last year in India completely banned. So mm-hmm. now it's fine. Um, it was the act was repealed, but um, it's still not legal to get married. Okay, so a lot, a lot about marriage. Yes. But then yeah. um, I'm a bit curious. What are the traditions in your home country uh, regarding the wedding day? What does it look like? Ooh, um, wedding day or the wedding days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. Okay, uh, tell yeah. me. Multi-day affairs um, in the South Indian community that I come from. But the part that I love is that we wear these really beautiful, brightly colored saris called Kanjivaram Pattis. And... Um, They're, they're woven by artisans and they have, uh, if, if you get expensive enough, it, they'll have like threads of gold in them and it's oh. shimmery, shiny, but I really love them. Like, I don't think they're over the top at all. <laughs> and then we, um, we tie, uh, uh, the man ties a thread around, um, a, a golden yellow thread around the woman. And that's signally like that's that signals the I do moment like it's the official like um, how around you like around your arm around your oh sorry around middle neck around her neck like like a chain Um, it's called a tali where basically it's three knots and each knot uh, signifies something both of them put like a a toe ring like a ring on your toe Um, oh instead of uh, around your hand yeah yeah and the man usually removes it and the woman keeps it but basically the idea of it is that. In the olden days, like when you pass each other on the street and when you look down at their feet, you see it and you know that the other person's married, basically. <laughs> That's so funny because, yeah. like, yeah, in the Netherlands, you would never notice because everyone wears clothes shoes. Yeah, because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say, what if they're wearing shoes? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's interesting to hear yeah. about the dresses because in my case, uh-huh. um, I'm really... Like when I imagine a wedding day, it's about the white dress, yeah. and not the least because I love the TV show. I say yes to the dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I even said that <clears throat> if my career as a journalist fails, then I can always work in a bridal boutique. But are there are there Dutch specific traditions for the wedding day? Um, I would say it really depends on your family uh-huh. and on your background because. For example, if you're Moroccan or Turkish, mm-hmm. then you have a big, big party with all the family you have. Okay. If you're uh, raised religious, then you have the wedding in the church mm. and you also invite all your aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. But if not, like for example, the family I come from, if I see myself, yeah, if I ever get married, then it wouldn't even be a problem if I wouldn't, if, if I don't invite everyone from my family. Uh-huh. So if I would decide to get an intimate wedding, then it's fine to make a selection who you invite. And then you can make, for example, a difference between day guests and evening guests. So Uh. during the day you invite less people and then for the party you would invite more people. Polly, please invite us for both. (laughs) Um, I have to think about it. (laughs) In Italy we got uh, actually a bunch of traditions. like for instance, well, of course you 
Uh, for the bride, she needs to wear um, um, how is that? I can't remember. Um, uh, yeah, something new, mm. uh, something old, not to forget the past. Something lent, like someone borrowed. Yeah. Borrowed, sorry. Um, that symbolizes the affection of uh-huh. the beloved ones, and uh, something that has been given as a gift, and something blue for some reason <laughs> okay. um, because yeah blue apparently um, stays for like symbolizes purity actually something that I found it really funny that I actually just discovered recently is that um, uh, the, the veil mm-hmm. of the spouse um, is longer the longer the engagement was and oh. like for each <laughs> and is year it positive it or <laughs> is it positive to have a long engagement it's not stated, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just so just if you funny, just met today, to like this. the veil would be one inch long. Like. Oh God, you wouldn't even have one. Oops. <laughs> we just met dissolve. yesterday. Yeah. We're drunk and whoop, got married, Las Vegas. Yeah, um, but you know, one thing is that marriage, like what we've talked about mostly, is about the heterosexual man wins woman marriage, and it goes so far beyond that but um, as much as we like to crib about the institution of marriage there are still people who are fighting for their right to still be married like we discussed Mm -hmm. right and there are so many I find that there are so many complex frameworks within marriage like polyamory open marriages but the strongest part of it that has stuck with with me, the most enduring marriage narrative for better or worse (laughs) is this idea of a happily ever after and we know that's not true and Pauline we know you love you say yes to the dress but (laughs) what do you feel about the actual wedding day if you were to have one Um, especially in a world where we see so many over-the-top celebrations that cost as much as like a small country's annual GDP. For me it doesn't make sense to spend that huge amount of money on something that on a party basically that's a party i mean it's a party to celebrate love and uh i endorse this idea but you can make it and so and you can keep it simple in my opinion marriage itself like yeah it's a nice idea but we put so much pressure on it especially when i hear your stories about family arranged marriage i think maybe that's a bit over the top but in the end to say that you love someone so much and you want to celebrate it with your whole family with all your friends and to be together that day yeah i think it's a nice um, aim a day to kind of celebrate the same values that marriage embodies to many of us right? yeah like love. I said. this is the end of the first episode of filling the sausage thank you for listening and we hope to see you back in two weeks.